How's it going? This is episode 94 of the Big Planet Comics Podcast. Finally. Finally. We've been doing it. Yeah, we've been doing we've it. We've had some, some issues. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get everything. Does my mic sound really weird? Hello. Hello. There it is. Hello. My mic's all droopy, so if I sound <laughs> sad, it's not me. It's my microphone. No. <laughs> so what's going on, you guys? Uh, my name is Kevin. I'm Nick. I'm Jared. And uh, we're here. This is our post-SPX podcast. <laughs> Also, post UPS truck explosion podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, so in news, um, <laughs> our UPS truck exploded last week, which is why we didn't do a podcast. Uh, we made the actual news. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, truck carrying all the comics to our Vienna store exploded, and the driver died, and all the comics burned up. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so last week we all had to deal with that, and it was really tiring. Yeah. So. So that's why our post SBX podcast is a week late. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and but here we are. Yeah, yeah, well, we made it. So uh, what's going on, you guys? Jared, what's going on? I went to SBX. You little... want to talk about these little Big Planet comics announcements? Right oh yeah, now? yeah, we got some stuff coming up at the Big Planets uh, this coming Saturday, September twenty eighth, from noon to two. Andrew Aiden, who we probably mentioned a bit later, uh, co writer of March, uh, the awesome book we reviewed about the story of Congressman John Luce's life, will be appearing at our DC store. Yep. And then the whole weekend from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if you're up near Baltimore, is the Baltimore Book Festival, which we are actually setting up at. And that is literally in the downtown streets of Baltimore, which should be exciting in some fashion. Boom, boom, boom. Look for the comics tent. There will be several comic book-themed things, but we will be set up there. Yeah, I'll be there at Saturday around, uh, say, noon. That'd be awesome. Wait a minute. That's not true. Uh, I got to work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then next Saturday, October 5th, uh, from 1 to 3, Carl Yonder, who is another local artist, he's the co-creator as well of Pirate Eye, will be at our Vienna store. There you so go. Double signing events. All these things are happening. <laughs> oh, my microphone is so droopy. <laughs> Kevin's drooped over, too. That's the funny part. Here we go. Maybe that's a little better. That is better. Now yeah. it's just in front of my face and I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, SPX was not last weekend, but the weekend before. It was crazy. And it was crazy. Yep. It was a madhouse. So Nick and I both had, well, Nick didn't have a table. I had a table there. Yeah. But we both had comics there. Yep. Yep. And uh, Nick's comic Gang War premiered. Mm-hmm. Number one. Nick, you want to tell people what Gang War is about? Uh, I think I talked about it before, but it's uh, it's kind of like the Warriors. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the closest thing I can yeah. compare it to. Yeah. It's like, about a bunch of gangs fighting for control of the city. Yeah, and I had my comic. Uh, I was there with uh, uh, Zodiac Star Force Adventures, which yep. was a mini comic we made for the show. Uh, me and uh, Pauline Gansho, who does all our podcast art. That's our Sailor Mooney comic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we sold a bunch of copies. Met a bunch of fans and stuff. It was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, like I wasn't there like where my comic was for most of the time, but the like few hours over there were really fun. Yeah, talking to people. And That's cool. awesome. Did you guys pick up anything cool at the show? Uh, f- so many things. Yeah. yeah. I spent like $200. I can't even remember. Oh, I bought a lot of prints from Sam Bosma. Like oh, three of them, I think. He's awesome. Yeah, we'll talk about his comic in a little bit oh, of fantasy yes. basketball, which uh, a lot of people say is the comic of the show. Probably. I heard that about uh, Zodiac Star Force Adventure. I heard that too, and it made me happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I was really happy with how that turned out. Uh, pu- both these comics published by Big Planet Comics. What, what? Yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. They're available at our stores and perhaps even online soon. So uh, cool. You can definitely buy Zodiac Star Force Adventures online. Just go to ZodiacStarForce.com <laughs> and click on store. Uh, and you can either buy the physical copy or you can buy a PDF for, for just $1, you guys. Yeah. What a bargain. One American nice. dollar. Uh, yeah. So 
I was just I was like chained behind the table the whole time, so <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't really get to see too too much. Yeah, I did buy a bunch of stuff, but SPX was great this year. It was the biggest show ever. It was kind of a little too much. It was overwhelming in that I knew I was missing stuff no matter how much I ran around. It was well, I think crazy. it's a I think it's a two day show now. Yeah, like you go for two point. days if you, you want to see everything. Yeah. Uh, you can't just go for a few hours and see everything. Yeah, um, but awesome. I think that's a good thing. Like yeah. like you know, too much is. Yeah, is okay. Yeah, that's, that's true. Great. Yeah, uh, the Ignatz Awards were awesome on uh, Saturday night. Uh, in that, did you go to them? I did. They were really fun. I did not. I probably should have. You probably should have. But... Did, did they mention me at all? Uh, no. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is actually that we did comment on that. Oh, okay. Like, literally. Or like, ooh. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Uh, I was not there. This was my last year uh, working on the Small Press Expo. But that's not really true because I'll be helping out. You I'm can sure. never escape <laughs> yeah, the lore yeah. Small can, Press Expo. You can never get out. But, uh, but yeah, I went out, I feel like, on a high note, and it was a good yeah. show. And yeah. a lot of good stuff happened. So, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Gold Star uh, by John Martz, which was published by our fine friends at Retrofit Comics. One Ignatz. Co-published, well. Co-published by us now, technically. Yeah, so. now. <laughs> yeah. We've hopped onto that bandwagon. I mean, they're in the back of the store, so. Yes. <laughs> we can take credit. <laughs> but, yeah, that was really cool. So. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's about it. It was good. It's good yeah, to well, see. It was really fun. The best. It's more like a hanging out thing than anything. Yeah. Well, for me, it was a selling comics thing. I was yeah. pretty happy. Hustling. It was fun. Hustling. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so we've got actually a bunch of stuff to review because we picked up some stuff at the show. Crazy amount of stuff. So we're going to skip yeah. the news. We're going to skip the questions because we don't have any. Boo. And we're just going to go straight into uh, reviews. You guys ready? Ready. Let's do it. We love comics. They're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. By the way, just go to ZodiacStarForce.com slash shop. <laughs> <laughs> or store. I can't just remember. Plugging it just plugging it I'm going to plug it in between every book. Uh, <laughs> up first uh, this week, we've got Buzzkill number one. Mm-hmm. This is uh, written by Donnie Cates and Mark Resnick. Is that right? And uh, drawn by Jeff Shaw. And this is about what happens if a, if a superhero gets powers from drinking. Or drugs. Uh, yeah, so, or drugs. Yeah, whenever he's hired drunk, he It's promoting both. Yeah, <laughs> it does promote both as the way to become a superhero. Uh, so it's this dude who... Uh, the framework for this is that he's at an AA meeting, which he really doesn't want to do, and finally is twisted just enough into telling a bit of his story, and then we'll have flashbacks to him as a child, as his first horrible experiences with drinking or drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. And then he realizes that every time he basically gets high or altered in one way or another, he gains superpowers. Uh, so there's a lot of flashbacks to, like, really kind of messed up stuff happening, like where he suddenly has super strength and, like, horribly beats someone up or does something really cool and heroic but can't remember it because he's blackout drunk. And uh, so he almost has a breakthrough with uh, some, like, guys at this AA meeting, but then you realize that, of course, he is a superhero and all of the supervillains are going to like track him down because he's opening himself up. So, yeah, it was interesting. It was um, a cool twist on it all, I say. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought it was an interesting take. Uh, I mean, Mark Wade says on the front, "God, I wish I'd thought of this." Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it almost seems like, and I don't know if it's because of the way that the main character looks or just because it's like kind of super violent in parts, but it kind of think, seems like Dark Horse's attempt to do a Luther Strode type book. I agree a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah the art's a little Trevor Morrison, yeah. uh, maybe a little Sean Murphy in there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, people have little lines on their noses. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, and the main character looks a lot like Luther Strode, at least on the cover. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was an interesting book. I'm, I'll be curious to see where it goes. Uh, you know, it's it's another one of those a twist on superheroes, right. yep. which I've seen a lot of. But it's an interesting twist. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah, yeah it, it feels it feels a little bit new, so that's good. All right, cool. Up next, we've got Executioner and Friends by Jimmy Gigerich. Uh This might have been the comic of the show. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they're both it's pretty great. one of them. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, so Jimmy G, like uh, he's. We were talking about Sam Bosma. They're all kind of buds with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Andrea Kalfas and Callie Sesmer. Uh, and this is like Jimmy G's collection of some uh, some shorter comics that I think he was posting online. Oh really? Um, and it flows really well as a single thing. Yeah, I think yeah. it's it's kind of just one story that goes yeah. together, and it's basically about this executioner who is assigned a um a, like a slime partner. Yep, a yep. slime golem. <laughs> yep, uh, and he ends up picking the the dumb one. Yeah. He has a lot of choices, but he picks the dumb one by accident because he thinks it's like the awesome one. Yeah, and then he just goes on. Uh, they just go on dumb adventures and fight monsters. This this is yeah. very similar to the dungeon series by Tron Time and Sfar, uh, but just a little more uh, messed more up, ramped up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, more violent, a lot more swearing. Uh, but same, it's it's in color too, uh, which is pretty unusual for a self published thing. It's got awesome art. I'd say similar to Spar and Tron Time too, in a little bit. Great colors, yeah, but yeah. a little more uh, drippy and gross. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he also did that Uggs, Fugs, and uh, I can I always call Pugs. it Uggos and Fuggos. I, I think it is Uggos. Or <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he does kind of he does kind of gross art. Um, yeah, the printing looks so great because all those guys work up at uh, this place called Pizza Party Printing up in Baltimore who do good stuff. So their oh, books really? always have really nice screen printed covers. And yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. I think the comparison to the Dungeon series by Trondheim is, uh, and all those other La Socian guys is pretty fair. And uh, this book is really funny. Yeah, it's like just really funny. Really dumb, but in like the best kind of way. Yeah, yeah. The executioner's um, not too bright himself, but no. He's and awesome. uh, he also did that awesome role for initiative D and D comic last year, which yep. was also yep. really cool and pretty similar to this in in some ways. But yeah, it's good. Yes, and so definitely, awesome. definitely worth checking out. I'm stealing our last copy, so <laughs> there might be some more floating around the stores. But if not, too late. I, I don't know if I have one, but I think these might be available online too. I think yeah. all our stores are sold out of them. I got after one. Jared buys one. Yep. Sorry. Uh, I think I maybe I got one from him at the show. Yeah, I did. But up next, we got the book. This is the book. This is the book that everybody's talking about, you guys. It's true. This is called Fantasy Basketball. We don't actually have a copy here to look at because we sold our last one sold today. out so fast. But uh, yeah, this is by Sam Bosma, who, as far as I know, this might be his first comic. Really? Yeah, That's I haven't crazy. seen other. Not, I've seen a lot of his art, but I haven't seen a lot too of many illustrations comics. that are yeah, amazing. His and illustrations are me buying all his prints yeah, at the show. Yeah, his prints and stuff are are amazing. But uh, but yeah, for if this is the first comic. It's a pretty awesome one. Uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's kind of similar to Space Jam, maybe? <laughs> Dragon Ball uh, Z. So it's basically, the, the, it's basically like a, a, a typical RPG kind of adventure where like this guy and this girl are on this quest, um, and they have to go through different dungeons and fight a boss. And they're about to get to the boss of the latest dungeon they're in, and they have to solve a puzzle to get in. But once they get in, um, they find out that the, the, the boss fight is a basketball game and the uh the boss is a a really tall kind of guy with like uh magical sneakers and um he's like a elongated mummy yeah he, he looks like a pharaoh and then he pulls yeah. off like his uh his hat and he has like a, a, flat top. a giant flat top yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, awesome. arms and legs are all folded up and he's like super oh, he's amazing yeah so the rest of the so most of the issue is just uh like this super powered uh basketball game between um these three characters and there's a little twists and turns there and it's it's really funny and then 
just I don't know. It's great. Yeah, I think the thing that makes it really good is uh yeah, the humor is really good, but uh um the pacing of of it is great. Like yeah. sports tend to lend themselves to comics like if if you do it yeah. right, like something like Golem's Mighty Swing is like a great comic and baseball is so good in comics, but right. I haven't seen a lot of basketball comics besides maybe Slam Dunk, which is an awesome comic if you right. haven't read it uh, or or real. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh but yeah, the just the the pacing of the actual basketball game in this it's is really so good, good and yeah. so dramatic and his art is so energetic. Yep. It's so awesome. I saw that he did all this on computer. Wow. Oh, wow and that's crazy. uh he said it took a month, but I think he said a lot of that was just like finding like getting his brushes right so they look like natural media because you would never huh. guess this was done on a No computer. way. Yeah, it crazy. looks like it was all inked by hand and it looks incredible. Yeah, it's 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 really really awesome and one of the probably the best book that I read at SPX. Yeah. Uh, it might be. Yeah. It's good stuff. It was it was really, awesome. really good. Uh, yeah, so they're going to reprint these. He oh, said yeah. he's doing another printing of them, oh, good. which is awesome. Uh, but if you don't want to wait, I think you can buy buy these from him. He's online. selling them as a PDF. Yeah, you can get the yeah. PDF off his like, Gumroad page. So. It's like two bucks or yeah, something. Definitely worth checking out. Yes. Cool. Up next, we got a couple Infinity books. A couple of them. Just what you're waiting for. I realize I did not read one of these. but uh, <laughs> So we've got first uh, Infinity the Hunt by Matt Kent and Steve Sanders. Uh, let's talk about that one first because I did read that. You All did right. read that. You didn't read the heist. No, I was it good or just though? heist. Yeah, it was entertaining. Oh, okay, I enjoyed uh, it. it's by the guy that wrote Marvel Underworld. Yeah, <laughs> it's also the guy who wrote uh, District X, which I liked a lot. <laughs> but uh, Infinity: The Hunt is like um, it's like the Triwizard Tournament, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but it's set in Cross the Marvel the Universe Battle Royale. Yeah, so basically, um, it's it. it so they're doing a thing called Contest of Champions, which is like the name of this old 80s miniseries yeah. as well. But it's all the different schools in the Marvel Universe because now there are like five of them. Yeah, a lot of them have been introduced. Like uh, there's a Jean Grey school that's in Wolverine and the X-Men. And there's a bunch of them from Avengers Academy, like the, the Braddock Academy. and the. Uh, but they also throw in schools of like Black Panther's Country of Wakanda. Right. And Doctor Doom has a school for talented young <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's, so, it's so ridiculous. So it's all these kids uh, sort of getting together to compete against each other in what is basically the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then as that is going on, uh, the big event that's happening, Infinity, kind of injects itself into the story. Yeah. And and it's going to kind of be about all these kids fighting alien hordes and stuff. <laughs> right. And uh, I thought it started off, I thought it was like, a, I think it's a fun idea. Yeah. And uh, Matt Kent's writing is really good. Mm-hmm. That guy yeah. should write a Forever Evil miniseries. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think he'd do well with it. Oh, in news. Uh, Matt Kent has been taken off the Forever Evil Argus miniseries and replaced by Sterling Gates. Yep. Success. DC yeah. Comics rules. I, t- I don't know understand that one yeah like i yeah it's pretty stupid <laughs> but uh we already ordered it <laughs> yep but it doesn't have anything to do with this which was a which was a good comic you guys yeah, liked it i enjoyed it quite a bit i yep. liked uh i liked seeing all the different academies and all the some of the old uh avengers academy characters they hadn't seen in a while and it's always know, fun, it's fun to see the kind of nerdy like matchups of like and this you know does go into that deeper thing of like ooh, how would the x-men do against you know all the people from wakanda and you know yeah, it's that's fun, awesome. like, classic comic stuff. Yeah. And then smart to sort of uh, use it as a framework for, like, an Infinity story yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, and then but up next... Honestly, I would have liked to see just the Contest of Champions. Yeah, I would have, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then up next, we've got uh, Infinity Heist. This is written by Frank Thierry, who wrote District X and Marvel <laughs> Underworld. Yep. And the art is by Al Barrio Nuevo. 
Yes. Who, uh, I don't know, but uh, I thought the art in this looked okay. Yeah, he's kind of like a uh, not as good Steve McNiven. All right, so let's let's do a little role play here, you guys. A little light role play. <laughs> light. I'm I'm a listener listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. Okay. Welcome. Who's, who's never read Infinity Heist? Boo. And I want you guys to to tell me what it's all about. <laughs> all right. All right. So basically, we got this. Two villains, Blizzard. I just turned it off. <laughs> Blizzard and Whirlwind. All right, I'll play Blizzard. You play Whirlwind. No, oh, I don't. No, not that kind of role play. And, uh, uh, but they're uh, you know they're down on a lot of criminals, um, and they have they're waiting for the perfect moment to commit this great heist. And so the Avengers get called off world, off world because of infinity or whatever. And they're like, all right, now's the time to do it. So they break into this vault and they're like, we're going to get all this gold. And they break <laughs> into the vault and spy master is inside the vault. And he's the only thing in there. He's like, Hey guys, I, I stole all the stuff from here months ago, but I want you guys to help me with a different heist. <laughs> so it starts out kind of funny. Um, and then a lot of the issue takes place inside of this kind of underground villains nightclub. Where all the villains the hang up and market. get, they, yeah, they hang out and get drunk, but they have like rules about not using powers and fighting and stuff. And it's uh, also where they all meet up to plan heist. And stuff. Yeah, and yeah, and so and then they start planning a heist. And there's a hilarious scene where, uh, oh, what's the name? Titanium Man shows up. He's like one of the members of the crew, but he shows up late and he just blasts through the ceiling and comes into the room. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, hey, I'm here to join up. And they're like. You know, he's like, "What the hell?" He just burst through the ceiling. It's pretty funny. I'll take five hundred copies. Five hundred copies. We only sell two, sir. But uh, restrict yourself. It was funny. It was and a- do you have any Joker's daughter three D? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Go eat. Go to eBay, sir. <laughs> cool. You can pay fifty dollars for it, and then it'll be worth ten dollars, and then it'll be zero dollars in, in a week. I mean, that sounds fun. Do you guys think I should read this comic? Nah. Besides the fact that I work at a comic store. Probably not. Okay, really? cool. I enjoyed it. I thought I mean, it was I liked fun. It. It's it's like you know. Would you it? buy it? Uh, no. yeah. You would. I would. Yeah. Buy it. <laughs> I, I thought it was like really clever. I, like oh, you know, I was stuff. actually genuinely surprised that you said you would. I would buy it. I'll, yeah. read, I'll read all of it. No, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was really fun. Uh, it's like got just enough of like their bantering and like. You know, there's the ex-girlfriend shows up, who of course is a supervillain, and then there's like the other supervillain who they have a bad history with, and like they're not sure they're getting it's a little over bit their like uh, superior foes of Spider-Man, but yeah. not as good. Yeah, is it like my super ex-girlfriend with Uma Thurman? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, actually. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was fun. It's a good movie. It. Yeah, it's all right. I liked it. Well, the, the he- movie or the comic? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna spoil the ending to this issue, but the heist is really funny. They're gonna steal all of Iron Man's oh, armors and don't tell me. his money and stuff. I thought that. Yeah, see, I think they're like we're better. gonna steal Iron Man's crap while he's gone. That sounds good. <laughs> That's a good That's idea. Good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's entertaining. I didn't say I didn't like it. I like it. Six hundred copies. Six hundred copies. <laughs> Success. Speaking of Iron Man. Speaking of Iron Man, did you guys watch Agents of Shield? <laughs> no, wait, no. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. Damn it. I was going to watch Sorry. it last night, but I was sick, and I went to bed at 8 o'clock. Iron, Man, Iron, Man, is, night, Iron Man is in it. Is he? No, he's only in, it, like, a background in, like, a like a screenshot or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> that counts. Uh, Ga- is Galaga in it? That's I'll okay. give you a, a short review. It was, it was good. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll, re- we'll give a full review next week. Oh, really? Okay. Sure. Sure. So we can review the first two episodes. We'll review the first two episodes next week. There we yeah. go. Yeah. We'll wait, wait three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait three weeks. Yeah, we're going to wait until the season's done, we'll and we're going to review one. all the episodes. But in the meantime... Just go to ZodiacStarForce.com, <laughs> click on either store or shop, and buy comics. Um, you know, i got to pay the bills, you guys. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, up next, we've got uh, a comic called Kiss Me Satan. Um, Great title. <laughs> yeah, it is a good title. Uh, this is written by Victor Gishler, who wrote X-Men for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and is familiar with the world of vampires and werewolves. Yeah. Uh, he is a werewolf himself. He's a, he's a dark a dark character. And, uh, a dark character. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the Artemis is by Juan Ferriera. Yep. Yep. He's Which, he's a werewolf as well. He's a werewolf. Victor Gishler is a vampire. It's a thing. It's just, a thing. We don't want to yeah. talk about it. Let's just talk about the comic instead, which is uh, basically about the fact that werewolves run New Orleans. Yep. So that was a huge surprise to me. I didn't know they'd taken over from the vampires. Uh, <laughs> Pierce. Talking Sorry. about it like it's real life. Wampiers. New Orleans is new. It's just down south, man. It's not a real place. You're so racist. <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically, this is about uh, the fact that vampires run New Orleans, and it's about... Vampires. I mean, sorry, jeez. That werewolves run New Orleans, (laughs) and it's about the guy who's the current leader of the werewolves, who uh, is uh, basically, he's having an heir. It's so stupid. It's really stupid. But it's great. But uh, so he's having a kid who's who's supposed to take over for him because his time is up, basically. And um, like his wife is horribly pregnant. Like, yeah, yeah. About to have his heir. And uh, basically like a soothsayer comes uh, and and finds out that the the kid does not have the mark of the lycanthrope. Yep. And will not be born as a werewolf. So he's not going to take over the. Yeah. And so this causes a whole struggle within the thing is like the werewolf leader realizes he's got to like do certain things to you know like there's basically gonna be a challenge to his leadership he's got to hide the fact that he's not having a werewolf baby <clears throat> so he's gonna kill everybody yeah basically and so the soothsayer and all of her assistant which is who are of course all young comely women all have to escape in a convertible and are being chased by werewolves and there's lots of werewolf violent action and you know, I thought some pretty good twists. There's and also like the, setups and characters. there's also this guy who's a monster killer who's kind of just just wants to kill all of them. Yeah, the whole thing was really silly. Yeah, but I, but I actually yeah, it's fun. Silly. It was like easy to get into though. Yeah, like I I'll definitely read the next. I, issue I, I actually love the art. Oh, oh yeah, Juan Ferrer uh, is the guy who took over on Rex Mundi, and he's amazing. Oh yeah. okay, yeah, I, yeah. I loved yeah, it a lot. Really I, I thought he did a really good job with uh, uh, everything. I don't know. It's it's got some good layouts and the action scenes are fun and. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of True Blood in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just that, in like a lot like of the show silliness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was goofy, but I think it kind of understood what it was. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like trying to be serious and yeah, then it yeah. was dumb. It was just it was just kind of a dumb fun comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think worth checking out. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, up next, we've got a book. More Infinity tie-ins, you guys. Got to do it. This is Mighty Avengers number one. Oh, hey, sis. what happens when the Avengers are away? And a new team has to be made. <laughs> Warning. <laughs> well said. The intergalactic marauder Thanos has been reported. What if Luke Cage and Spider Man did a team? What if the, what if Spider Man uh, had a guy on his team that had a Spider Man costume but wasn't Spider Man? What if the White Tiger wasn't white? <laughs> All right. So basically, all these questions and more. <laughs> this is a uh, new street level Avengers team that forms to fight. Uh, Thanos invasion while the Avengers are gone. Now, Nick, you know a lot about Street Avengers. I knew, I knew a lot of Street. <laughs> I, I was a co-founder of the Street Avengers. Nick and I played the Marvel role-playing game for a little while, and uh, Nick named our team. Oh no, no, that was Julian. Oh, was it Julian? Yeah. Well, we were the Street Avengers. Yeah. Um, we were we were very Street. I was Luke Cage. We all had skateboards. <laughs> um, it was it was. It was actually very similar to this team. It, it was pretty similar to this team. Yeah, <laughs> except Captain America was in it. Who played White Tiger? Uh, I think Nick played White Tiger. No, it was Luke Cage. And Luke Cage. (laughs) White Tiger was his familiar. (laughs) Yes. He had a White Tiger. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so this is the new team. It's got Luke Cage in it. Superior Spider-Man shows up, and he's like, hey, you guys are doing this all wrong. You guys suck at this. Because Luke Cage is like a hero for hire now um, with uh, the new Power Power Man, who's the the younger 
version of Power so it's Man. like Power Man and Power Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like the younger version. He's like taking him on as a protege along with White Tiger. Um, yeah, so they're they're be doing the heroes for hire thing, and then Spider Man's like, "You shouldn't be doing this for money." And instead, they're both like, "Oh yeah, maybe we shouldn't be doing this for money." And then Thanos invades and they fight Thanos. But it, I thought it was pretty interesting. I, I thought it was really funny. Um, Spider Man was written really well, and I liked I liked the team. I liked that they're all kind of not on any team ever before except for like Luke Cage and they're not you know I don't know it's weird it's 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 interesting to have a team with superior Spider-Man on it um because he's in Avengers but he's not really in it a lot he's just kind of there but this is like full-on like Dr. Octopus likes a superior Spider-Man yeah I think that was my favorite thing about this was um the yeah the fact that superior Spider-Man was in it because I like superior Spider-Man a lot. I think he plays well against most of these characters. They're all pretty straight laced. Yeah, and I thought the, straight played you know straight heroes. I thought the writing in this was actually pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of Greg Land's art though. Yeah, the art is, is pretty. T- At the beginning of this issue, I thought like it kind of actually started off kind of well. Like his right. his art looked a little bit different than it usually does, right. but then it kind of devolved into his regular uh, like drawing girls yeah. crouching. Well, he has less photo references. For I feel like the best the best <laughs> yeah. parts are when he draws Spider Man because he he doesn't he doesn't draw any weird faces. Yeah, it's when he draws women's faces. It's like the worst thing, and they all look the same. And, and men's, but faces. it seems yeah, like, to be his favorite thing to draw. Yeah, like Blue Streak looks cool. I think it's yeah. I think it's just he's not good with faces. There's also this kind of fake Spider-Man character that's in this that's really funny. I thought it was really yeah. funny. He's kind of like the secret like benefactor of the team, sort of. Um, and he, he so it's a, just like Daredevil, right? Ronan. Yeah. He, well, he's going to be Ronan after this. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just joking. So he gets drawn into this. But he doesn't have a costume, so he just grabs this like knockoff Spider-Man costume from the store. But yeah, he's eventually going to be Ronan. Some new mysterious Ronan so, for the fourth time, maybe. So overall, though, good fun writing. Al Ewing. Um, he used it to do did stuff good, way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, well, he he wrote that like uh, like he took over for Garth Ennis on Jennifer Blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's and also wrote the Ninjets miniseries. Yeah, right, but yeah. uh, but I thought he did a solid job on this. So good writing, not great art, but uh, but a fun story. Yeah, yeah, worth worth checking out. Uh, all right, up next we got a book called The Powerpuff Girls. Never heard of it. While they're fighting crime, they're trying <laughs> to save the world. Uh, uh, the, can we talk about the fact that the Powerpuff Girls had a really good theme song? Sure. That's true. It was. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is written and drawn by Troy Little, who I don't know. Did he work on Powerpuff Girls? Does anybody know? I have no idea. I hope so, because he sure nailed it. Yeah, so uh, definitely nailed it. Like, the writing is is spot on. Yeah. Uh, the art is incredible. Right. And uh, basically, the story is... Um, I thought this was going to be like broken up into little short stories, but it seems like it's going to be one big story, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And basically, it's about Mojo Jojo uh, trying to destroy the Powerpuff Girls in an exoskeleton. Uh, <laughs> he gets beaten up and taken to jail, uh, and then um, comes up with a plan to defeat the Powerpuff Girls once and for all, or something. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially, I thought the twist at the end of this, or like the the sort of cliffhanger, was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they interject like another little fun uh, side adventure in here. Yeah. But but the whole thing was paced really well. Like it was just fun to read, and it felt a lot like the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. And some of the page layouts are incredible. Yeah, yeah. there's some really cool scenes and fights, and yeah, it was just a good comic in general. And if you like Powerpuff Girls at all. Which yeah. I think everybody does. Like, everybody likes Powerpuff. Yeah, right? it's great. Uh, then definitely check this out. It's like the kind of thing where if you know the show and you have the characters' voices in your yeah, head, exactly. it's, you it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. It's really easy. Yeah. And 
the most exciting thing was about it was right after I finished it, I flipped over and there's an ad for Samurai Jack. Yeah, comic. and the Samurai Jack comic is actually like finishing up the storyline. Yeah, and it right. looks incredible. Yeah, it's written by like one of the main writers from the show, yeah. and uh, it's yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So we'll look look for that. And it's got covers by Gindy Karakowski. So yeah. Look for that in the near future. Yes. Uh, up next, we've got a book called Rat Queens Number One. This is written by Curtis J. Weeby, who writes uh, Atomic Robo, right? No. No. no we, we said that last time. He writes a lot of stuff. Yeah. He that? wrote, like, um, cool. What's that last? Debris. R- 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 yeah, Debris. He does stuff with Riley Rossmo. Yeah, yeah. Know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I always think that he wrote. He did Green uh, Wake, which was good, I think. Oh, yeah, that was a good series. Uh, and then the art in this is by uh, Rock Upchurch or Ron Upchurch. Rock? Rock from the yep. television show Rock. Rock, yeah. Rock Hudson? Is that his name? <laughs> no, Charles Dutton. Uh, Rock from the sun. Charles Dutton, that's it. Who, I don't know Rock Upchurch, but I thought the art in this was, uh, was pretty solid. Uh, this is a about an all-girl team of goblin fighters? Adventurers. Advent- sure, just adventurers called adventurers. the Rat Queens. Yeah, so this was kind of pitched as just like another goofy fantasy series uh, from what we could tell. But this, the actual comic, once we read it, is much more like aimed at kind of a knowing like older audience because there's a lot more profanity and like violence. It it was and very funny, too. Uh, So the main plot is that they are like a team of adventurers like in any Dungeons and Dragons or fantasy story or whatever. We've always gotten into trouble and are forced onto doing a terrible mission for the city or else they'll be thrown out in this case uh killing a bunch of goblins mm-hmm. and they've got like a bunch of other competitor adventurer groups who are also sent off on terrible missions and so it's just them complaining about it the whole time and like trying to figure out what to do and trying to take drugs and like it's it's i thought it was a very good twist on it and then as it goes along you realize that of course there's more to what's actually happening than them just going on a silly little mission um but yeah i thought it was really funny I thought it was pretty uh, funny. I, I liked the art a lot. I thought yeah. it was a lot very uh, few and staples ish, um, especially when some of the monsters show up and, and yeah. the way the action is choreographed. Yeah, the way the action is is okay. Fiona Staplesy. The faces remind me more of somebody like uh, like um, Koipel or something like that. But uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? I liked it. I thought it was funny. It, it's, it seems a little t- at times that it's trying a little too hard. Yep. Right. Really that, that was the sense I got from the whole thing. It's it's way too cutesy. All the jokes feel very written. But some of them um, are pretty funny. Um, and I don't know. There's an adventuring group called the Brother Ponies. <laughs> yeah, I'm not into it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that joke. But, I did. Um, I don't know. And then like this crazy dark ninja shows up and the way they use their magic powers is kind of cool. I don't know. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's not like the best thing ever, but if you're looking for a nice twist on fantasy cool. stuff, and it has, a, I like, I like the ending actually. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, the thing they said at the end, really. Oh yeah, that was kind of fuck me. Uh, but yeah, Rat Queens. But overall, it's all right. Yeah. All right. Up next, we've got Softcore number one through three by Box Brown. Uh, Softcore is a series of mini comics by Box Brown, uh, Jared's uh, partner in crime over at Retrofit. The first yep. three in a series? Yeah, first three in a series. And it's, it's going to be six, I'm not sure. It's basically about a guy who decides to start a, well, not entirely Softcore. It doesn't start off as Softcore porn, but then it, it becomes Softcore yeah, porn. Yeah, uh, website basically to, because he wants to have s- sex with women. Yeah. And he thinks it's better than paying for a prostitute. And, He's uh, just a sleazy loser, basically. Yeah, and it just kind of follows his little sad uh, life <laughs> going through that. Yeah. Sort of hiring these women and then kind of considering them friends when they're obviously just interested in money. And, yeah, and he um, thinks, like, one of them put a curse on him. Yeah, yeah. So the twist is, like, most of them are, you know, immigrants from Eastern Europe, and so... 
the first one to show up has like you know just one of her friends along to make sure nothing untoward happens and just as he goes out he just makes a weird hand gesture and says something in russian and so this dude becomes convinced he's had the black magic curse of the russians put upon him and starts freaking out and trying to figure out how best to like get them to remove the curse and whatever he has to do and I don't know. It just shows his craziness as things go forward. But and it's just Box Brown doing Box Brown, which means it's really, it's, really good. It's really awesome. good. The art's great. Yeah, it's, it's kind of really funny when it needs to be. Yeah, and... it's like funny and sad at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it almost reminded me of that uh, Streakers book. Yeah, the Nick a little bit. Yeah, 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 just that it's like crazy people out of there. Yeah, just kind of like a sad look inside these people's lives. I'll be curious to see. Do you know how many issues it is? All I think it's going to be six. Okay. So yeah, it's definitely seems to be moving towards something but oh, i'm not yeah. quite sure yet but mm-hmm. uh yeah i thought it was really well done are these what two bucks three bucks four bucks four bucks oh i didn't Ooh, mean to say i didn't mean to say it's <laughs> so surprisingly but yeah it they is fancy red staples yeah well there you go <laughs> uh yeah but it's a great book and it's uh, worth checking out yeah yeah and we'll probably we'll probably just go ahead and review the whole thing when it's done too. yeah yeah because yeah, because i really liked it uh all right up next we've got star wars jedi academy by jeffrey brown <laughs> back in in the middle of the episode because this book is awesome uh so jeffrey brown uh probably most people know him now for doing the vader and son and uh vader's little princess books uh two other star wars humor books that he did we know him just going way back for doing depressing forever yeah doing stuff like clumsy like our uh you know recently um what was what was the uh, what was the title of that book Oh, uh, the matter, matter, of matter of life, matter of life, yeah. uh, and then of course very incred- personal stories about his life and relationships. But and then stuff. also incredible change bots, which yeah. is like the greatest Transformers parody in the entire world, yeah. or the only one. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, is GoBots a parody? Um, Basically, yeah. But uh, he's always done really good stuff, and I think he he's really like hit on um, something with the Star Wars stuff he's done. Yeah, uh, people love it, and this it's is really funny. This is cute. kind of combining that humor that he's used in in those books with a kind of with like an almost uh, diary of a wimpy kid kid type structure yeah and it's really cool it's just about this kid named rowan from tatooine who uh wants to be a starfighter pilot yep and then too much to his disappointment is accepted into the jedi academy (laughs) and uh when nobody really knows what jedis are yeah Yeah, because he's like this is a lame school i don't know yeah to him he thinks it's a lame school so he but then he goes there and um it's just about like what you learn at jedi academy and sort of a burgeoning relationship that he has with one of the girls there yeah and and starts making all sorts of friends yeah with every like going to school storyline ever of like running for class president and things like that there's there's rivals there's the girl he likes there's the weird teachers they're trying to fit in a new school yeah it's, but it's so but fun. all mixed with building lightsabers and yep. and and the way it's told is really interesting it's like uh, there are plenty of pages of comics in this but there are also diary pages yeah. uh you know uh book reports report cards letters yeah. from home and letters to home plus yeah. rowan himself loves comic books and so he gets involved with this cool newspaper and starts doing one of the best parts of this a uh, comic strip for the school newspaper called ewok pilot yeah and so <laughs> they're this very primitive ewok trying to fly a very highly technological starfighter and all those strips are really funny there are probably like six or seven of them in the whole book but they're all great when they show up and uh yeah and it just has like a really nice arc i wish it said like jedi academy year one on the side of it or something because it definitely like starts at the beginning of the school year and finishes at the end and i'd love to see see more at the end it says the end of year one 
Oh well, there you go. So awesome. It yeah. Be yeah, it was really, it was really good. It's it's a hefty tome. Yeah, yeah. It took me a long time. To it's like a hundred. A lot going on. Yeah, it's like 150 pages, but there's just like a ton of text in it. Yeah, but like, uh, so many like little details of like it's, what would Yoda say on your report card after your first so semester when he first meets yeah. Yoda. That was one of the funniest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was like, He's like, like, wait, what are you? Talking? What is he saying? Yeah. He has understand. a whole little sketchbook about like funny things Yoda says, but it's like so cute. And like the gym teacher is a Wookiee. Yeah, nobody can understand. Yeah. And, and the librarian is named Librarian Lackbar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, the, uh, right. there's also a really funny droid in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, RW22 or yeah, whatever. that curses at him a lot. Yeah. It's like, but, uh, I'm sure that was bad. <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing is really funny, really well done. And, yeah. uh, but actually, there's like a really human element yeah. to it, too. And you a like, really good story. You love the kid. He's, he's just great. And it's, like, incredible yeah. yeah he makes mistakes there's there's triumphs there's failures it's amazing yeah it's really good and uh jeffrey brown is just doing amazing stuff yeah, right yeah. now uh definitely our highest recommendation on this yeah, and especially if you have kids it. like like i would say like you know especially like eight to twelve year olds or something mm, like yeah. that this seems to be like a sort of middle grade reader yeah. book but all of us loved it too like if you even if i don't know if you like this as much if you didn't like star wars because there's a lot of cool star wars jokes and references in this but it's really well done jared everybody likes star wars yeah. no and if they don't, just show them Star Wars, and then they'll yeah. like it, and then they. Can it's like people it. who say they don't like the Beatles. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So this is great. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent awesome. <laughs> All right. Up next, we've got Trial of the Punisher number one. This is written by Mark Guggenheim, who wrote some issues of Superman at some point, and a bunch of other stuff like Spider Man. <laughs> uh, and the art in this is by by Leno Francis Yu. Um, who drew Indestructible Hulk for a little while when when that comic was really good and, and Ultimate Wolverine? It's actually versus even better now. Hulk is it? Yeah, it's uh, really good. Right now. Yeah, Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk. Um, uh, Man, Silent works. Dragon. Oh yeah. Yep. Secret Invasion. High Roads. High Roads by Scott Lobdell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, this was a pretty interesting this first was, issue. Yeah, it's basically the Punisher. Uh, shows up to the police station with a dead DA <laughs> yep. and is like, hey, I did this. Yeah. So this <laughs> issue is just kind of the Punisher getting set up for this trial. And uh, he, you know, he's given an attorney and this attorney's like kind of hard, uh, like a hard as nails, like uh, attorney. And she's like, oh, you're not going to get away with ever plan you're planning and everybody everybody's kind of out to get the Punisher, like even his own lawyer. Like, but she's like also him. like you know, ethical enough that she wants to also defend him. So right, It's right. like this kind of weird conflict right. for so, her. And so she's doing a good job, but she doesn't like him. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't really know if I like this. Oh, man, I loved it. It's uh, uh, I don't know. I think, well, I loved it because of the art, for one. Yeah, the, the art's, art's amazing. Um, I, think, I think it's an interesting setup. Like, I, I feel like what, what it's going to end up being is, like, the Punisher justifying himself just as, like, like a force in general and i think that that could possibly be interesting here's the problem with it because i i know that it's only two issues yeah oh, it's two issues that's what's amazing and i know that the second included. issue is not drawn by lanil you really oh, so wow. so through the whole i knew that the whole time so by the wow. end i was like uh, i know that i'm going into this assuming it's four issues and yeah. it's all by by lanil you yeah. uh yeah because i think there's a good potential here for like a sort of you know retrospective of the punisher's career yeah. and and, yeah. and showing whether or not he's been a force for good or or bad yeah but i guess that's not really what's gonna happen yeah that, that's the reason i was like what yeah. It's going to happen in one issue. Um, cool. But, well, I know. don't like this. Really? <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I mean, it, it was all right. The art is really good. The thing yeah, I, the the thing I liked about it's the story definitely... is that 
the whole time, like he he sets himself up for it, and there's actually like a little page thing at the end where Guggenheim's talking about his ideas for this story. The thing is that although the Punisher's been to jail before, he's never actually been through a criminal process of being actually at a trial or whatever. So he just thought it'd be interesting to do that and kind of see how you know Frank Castle will be treated by the system and everything. But it's just for the ca- fact, kind that, of a weird thing, like because when he went to jail before, I mean he was arrested. So what happened? He just got arrested and they just put him right, right. in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. but they never showed it. So, yeah, yeah, or pff, they probably did just throw him in jail. Or maybe most of the times he was like, I want to go into jail to like kill criminals in jail. Yeah, yeah, he probably yeah. just pled guilty or whatever. Or break Daredevil out of jail. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but except for this, that you know, obviously Frank Castle or the Punisher is like wants to go to prison again. So it's like, why is he doing this? So clearly the Punisher's up to something. So I thought that was a cool like conflict of like what's really going on. I was getting more that he wants to like prove himself and like be like, hey, I did no. this, but it's not not bad. Oh no, I think I think something terrible. Well, he's got some happen. kind of plan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we'll I guess we'll find out in the next final issue. In the yep, next, the final issue that's drawn weird. by Jesus Saiz or something. <laughs> uh, all right, up next we've got a comic called "The Worm Troll" by Sam Alden, which I really liked, but I couldn't tell you anything about. <laughs> so Sam Alden is another of those breakout genius kids. Uh, I think did he win for uh, an Ignatz? I don't know. He's amazing. Uh, so this is just basically about we this... reviewed Backyard, right? I yes. Think. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is great. So this is another short one he did. Uh, the interesting thing about this one is every page, the art is done in a circle. So, uh, you know, sometimes there are panels within it, but the edge of the panels all still form a circle. And it's basically a girl who's on this weird quest in a magical woods and runs into the worm troll, who's a giant troll covered in worms or made of worms. <laughs> and she has to do some sort of evil pact to somehow get some information out of him. And that's it. There's a twist at the end, but just awesome it's cool and it's uh it's art. very touching by the yeah. end and it's interesting and it's just fun um it's not a lot, it's not a lot to say about it yeah i, I guess the thing is like it's not that i don't know what it is it's just more like like it's like it's awesome but it's really yeah. short and hard to talk about yeah. everything yeah. that happens in it is just something you should just see on the page. yeah it's, yeah. it's amazing it is good though it's just really know that good. it's great yeah and sam yeah. alden is one of the best sort of up-and-coming artists around for sure, for sure. Yep. um and he usually works in pencil right but this is this is all inked and looks really nice oh, yeah, yeah, true. yeah not that the pencil stuff doesn't look nice yeah but i'm sorry okay <laughs> it all looks nice all right up next we got a book called zero number one this is written by alice cott who wrote uh one issue of suicide squad <laughs> four four issues of suicide squad at least parts of four <laughs> and also wrote uh change yep. and also wrote wild children wild children drawn by riley rosmo no no uh and then the art in this is by michael walsh who i believe was brandon walsh's dad in 90210 oh i thought he was the guy from um america's most wanted the art in this is really good though uh it reminds me a little bit of chris samney and it's got great colors by jordy belair a little bit of paula azaketa yeah so zero is uh it's basically about uh you know it's the idea of superpowered soldiers and kind of one man's crusade against them. So it starts, uh, the framework for this is in 2038, this old man is literally about to get assassinated by a like 10 year old kid. And he's like, before you kill me, let me tell you my story. And then it flashes back to 2018. So this is basically sci-fi action. So it's just sci-fi war. Yeah. So it's just far enough in the future that you can have like cool, crazy stuff happening in action war scenes. And so this is set in the Gaza Strip as an Israeli super soldier and a Hamas super soldier who are both teched up and full of like bioengineering and super serums or whatever it is basically go head to head and the main character is this super spy guy who's there to steal the technology back from the hamas guy a british spy right 
Uh, I don't know if they say, do they? Hey, question, you guys. Oh, he's in the UK, yeah. yeah. Um, war. <laughs> what is it good for? Telling good, awesome good stories. God. Good God, y'all. Uh, frameworks for amazingness. Did you think it was an awesome story? Yep. Uh, okay. I don't know if the story was awesome, but I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was awesome. I, I, thought, think the, was I awesome. thought the art was pretty great. Um, I don't know. I like this scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it was interesting. Uh, and the guy is is pretty nutty. Uh, uh, yeah, like it's it, it gets pretty violent. There, at times. It's, it's basically these two super soldiers. Like if Captain America was going against Captain America for an entire issue, while this other guy is trying to run around and like figure out how to get the best of both of them. Uh, the thing I liked about it is besides the amazing action, like they're they really good showing action. There's like guys jumping from rooftop to rooftop, and yeah, I thought the action was cool. It's pretty brutal. Um, but there's also the framework that clearly this guy, this spy guy, has gone rogue in some horrible fashion, yeah. and terrible things are going to happen. And what I've heard is that each issue of this is going to be like a different mission. Like it ends with him, you know, this mission ending. And maybe each issue is a different artist. I'm not sure if that's true, oh, okay. but I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I thought the story was good, yeah. and I thought the writing was a little boring. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought the writing was I good. thought the dialogue was a little boring. Yeah. This is me. There's very little dialogue. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's There's people, like, people are like I, talking about the INF and stuff. I don't yeah. know. It was <laughs> some of that stuff. I start to zone out when I'm reading that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the coloring is really good. Yeah, the coloring is yeah. great. Yeah. And don't get me wrong; it's a good book. <laughs> don't get him wrong. Uh, don't Kevin get Kevin hates comics. Don't get it twisted, you guys. It's good. Don't no, I just I think I look I think I look for something different in comics. I like like yeah. more more weird, fantastical things. Things this story could easily be done in any medium, so it doesn't really get me too excited. <laughs> and uh, mm. and it's just another take on superhero stuff, so that gets a little boring to me sometimes. I think. They're not superheroes. They yeah. are superheroes. <laughs> they're Captain America. There are a couple Captain Americas fighting Captain in the Hamas. desert. Yeah. <laughs> Captain I, th- I think this is going to be, in the later issues, much less superhero stuff and more like spy stuff. It's fun. I liked it. I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, we got one more book this week. Another twist on superpowers, but I really like this. <laughs> uh, this is called Sex Criminals. Uh, this is Sex Criminals number one. This is written by Matt Fraction. Who wrote Sex Criminals and uh, <laughs> art by Chip Zdarsky, who drew Sex Criminals? That's true. Uh, no, Matt Fra- Fraction wrote a bunch of stuff. Five Fists of Science. Yep. X Men. Yep. Uh, Hawkeye. Hawk. Oh yeah. Satellite Sam. He does write Hawkeye. He writes Satellite Sam. Do you guys read Satellite Sam? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't read the third <laughs> issue. Yet, cool. But... Just wondered. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, and this comic was awesome. It's basically about people that get superpowers from sex. <laughs> yeah, I actually had. I, I remember reading about what, what this was about like a while back, but I had forgotten when I started reading it. And as I went through, I was like, "Oh yeah," but uh, um, cool. <laughs> so to it's hard up. to it's hard to say. It's yeah. uh, so okay. So so it's about uh, it's about what's the main character's name? Because we're gonna be talking about her a lot. We don't know. She is the main character. She is the main character. Uh, basically, it is about a young girl yep. who, at a very young age, discovers that. Uh, that I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna be to the point, you guys. That when she has an orgasm, yep. basically the world turns into like a magical place for a few minutes. It freezes, and time. it feels time like freezes. time stops. Yeah. and uh, it's like the most amazing experience of her life. And uh, she kind of uses it as a way to escape from the fact that her father died. Right, and uh, and so from there, because 
she loves it so much. And she doesn't understand it. She doesn't all. quite understand it, and there's nobody really to talk to about it. She starts keeping this diary of sort of all of her, uh, you know, sexual encounters right. through her life. Her name's Suzanne. Her name's Suzanne. And uh, and so this book kind of becomes that diary. Like, like this yeah. first issue kind of follows her up through, like, her first uh, time having sex, and then... Um, like sort of learning about sex from this girl, which is a really funny couple pages with a bunch of really silly drawings. Yeah, of different I, sex I, positions. I'd forgotten what shrimping was. <laughs> now, now I remember. Did you remember what brimping was? <laughs> uh, I didn't know. I think most of these are made up by math yeah, action, they're but they're, definitely there's one up. that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, is it the Dutch microwave? The the one with the gun. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, the candle in the wind is pretty good too. The user agreement is pretty great. They're, they're all hilarious. But, uh, yeah, so that sequence is really funny. And then eventually it follows up to, uh, sort of her at this party and she meets up with this guy, uh, who she's a big book lover and her favorite book is Lolita. And this guy starts singing this song about Lolita Yeah. and they, uh, they end up having sex yep. and, uh, it ends up that this guy has a similar, um, sort of, I don't want to call it an affliction, but like a power they both have the similar same. to hers. Yeah. And, uh, all that is used as, uh, to take us sort of back to the beginning of the story, which I don't, I don't want to give away too much about the very beginning or the very end. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. it all, it all rounds out into something pretty awesome. Something involving sex criminals. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's great. It's really well written. Uh, the art is really fun. This art is great. Yeah, I really art, liked it. Yeah, the coloring is great. I, the the page layouts and uh, I like these sort of borderless panels, which uh, yeah. people have been using a lot recently. Uh, I think in this oh, yeah. it works really well with like the sort of color choices and stuff. Yeah. And uh, just the just the way the whole thing is done. You not. A lot of times there's a lot of setup in first issues, and by the, by the time you get to the end, the only thing you really know about is the plot. Right. But I felt like in this book, by the time you get to the end of this, you know a lot about this character. It builds her character really yeah. well. And, and you care what, what is happening to her. And yeah. I, I feel like because of that, it was a very, very successful first issue. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Super, super awesome. Yeah. And it feels like it's, like, double-sized. It's it's yeah. a long issue for sure. Uh, but they also use, like, the inside front cover, and, yeah, they... They yeah. use it weighs like 50 pounds. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sex Criminals number one. Awesome. Our highest recommendation. Yes. Yep. And that's it, you guys, for this week's episode all. of the Big Planet <laughs> Comics Podcast. Yeah, I know we had a lot of reviews this week. Yeah. We Oof. did six minutes of talking at the beginning and then 43 minutes of review. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it. And we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. yeah. Bye.